Well, I know for many of us, we're, we're counting down the, the hours and even the minutes. Uh, we're going to receive our tithes and offerings tonight for uh, those of you who, who give. And uh, because this is our, you know, New Year's Eve service, our candlelight service, uh, we're not going to have service tomorrow night, okay? So this replaces our Wednesday night normal service. So just to let you know, uh, in case you're wondering about tomorrow night. So ushers, we can prepare. You know, when I look at this past year and how faithful God has been, I want to say also to you as the church, you also have been faithful. You've been faithful to give to God. You've been faithful to serve God. You've been faithful to just show up and learn from Him. And the reason why I want to say thank you to you as a church congregation is because it's not about an attendance factor that when you show up to church that that's a good thing. It's the fact that you're investing in your life with God. That the Bible says to develop godly disciplines. And when you do that, you, you may not recognize it, or may, maybe you do, but if you don't recognize it, I want to let you know this, that anytime you and I get into the Word of God as the church body together like this, the Bible says that we're encouraged by one another. We're strengthened by each other. And you may come in not knowing that when you leave here that something has changed in your spirit and in your soul. But I want to let you know that when you do this, when we gather together, because the Bible says to not give up the habit of meeting together like this, something happens inside of us and in our soul that God does that we may not know He's doing, but it affects everything that happens in the world. It affects our families. It affects our relationships. It's almost like, uh, you know those glow-in-the-dark things, like toys have it, you know, different paints have it. Like you bring this item or like a, a toy and... It just has its normal color. But then you bring it into the light and you let the light shine on it for a little while. And then you bring it in the dark and it's glowing. Well, nothing really changed about the substance of the item. What changed is that you brought it to the light. And now this item was able to bring in the light that was shining on it. The item itself may not feel different, may not have recognized it, but when it goes in the dark, everyone else recognizes it. So when you and I step into a place like this and we come in the name of the Lord and we're saying, God, shine your word on us, shine your light on us, shine your spirit, can you be our God? Then you may not feel different when you leave here. But when you go out into a darkened world, people see the difference. And they wonder, what's the difference? And they, they begin to understand that it's because you're a person who not just goes to church, but you're a person who lets God's light shine on your life for all to see that they may glorify Him. We're going to talk about that tonight, but we're going to pray over the offering. So thank you for giving so that we can do things like this. Lord God, thank you for the privilege of giving to you. Tonight as we give... We know that you will always use our finances to further your kingdom. That's the vision and the heart that you have given to us as a church to reach people who are far from you, one relationship at a time. And even tonight, wherever we may be, we may be at home, we may be with families, uh, family members, we may be with friends, but we know that you're going to use us to shine your light tonight. So Lord, speak to us in such a way that when we leave here, our lights shine for you so that people find you. Thank you again for the giver. We pray your blessing over the tithes and offerings. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, ushers. You can pass out the buckets.
Boy, we're going to have a, a wonderful time tonight. After uh, we're in here, we're going to transition into our courtyard. So if this is the first time that you have ever been to a candlelight service of ours, uh, that's basically what we do. We get into the Word of God, get some instruction from Him because we're His children and the body of Christ. And then we're going to head into the courtyard uh, in just a few moments. And then we're going to uh, pick up our children before we head into the courtyard if your children are here. And then they're going to get glow sticks. You may have gotten candles when you came in, and if you didn't get one, on the way out, we will have some more. And if your children didn't get a glow stick, uh, we'll be able to have some on the outside. But tonight is when we get to have our candlelight service, and, and for many of us, it's a tradition. We do this every year. Uh, many of us take pictures, and we, we post it on social media uh, for all to see that God is a part of our lives, and that's a good thing. We want other people to know that God is a part of our lives. We want other people to maybe come one step closer to God by the things we say or by the things we do so that the hope is that they would call upon him as Lord and Savior. And we know that Jesus has given us his light. He's given us his life for us to see and for all to see and for all to find hope. And he wants us to shine in such a way that people would find him, that people would see him as Lord and Savior. And I like that the Bible says to, find, uh, to shine in such a way, and we're going to get into that scripture in the book of Matthew. But when he says to shine in such a way, I thought, you know, we all have different ways of doing things. We all have a unique way of, of doing our, our daily chores or our daily routines. And I, I thought of just throwing a couple of them out. And I want to know if you, you have similar uh, things that I, that I have, that if you do things my way. Because we're all different. Everybody does things different. But when I brush my teeth, I do it by section. So I do it by section. This is what I mean. I start with the top right-hand corner, and I, I catch those guys all in the front. And then I catch the same guys from underneath. So it's all underneath. And then I do the inside. And then I go to the bottom right-hand corner on the outside, bottom right-hand on the top side, bottom right-hand on the inside. And then I switch over to the bottom left side, inside, then top side, then front side. <laughs> then I go to the top, inside, top, bottom, top side, and then outside. And then I do a complete wash across the whole front and then the inside one time again. I have an electric toothbrush, so that's how I can do it like that. Uh, I, I used to, when I had the regular toothbrush, I had no idea what my pattern was. I just went all out and then got an electric toothbrush. But some of you brush your teeth in a certain way. Some of you are shaking your heads like, that's the wrong way. <laughs> when I go to the movies, I must get my popcorn and mochi crunch during the previews. I do not get them before or during the movie because it needs to be as fresh as possible as closest to the beginning of the movie as possible. And I do not mix mochi crunch with my popcorn because it takes forever to find the mochi crunch when it settles to the bottom. So I have my mochi crunch in a separate, in its own bag, and I open that, and it must open correctly. I can't rip it where it's cornered. It has to open flat. Otherwise, you rip the whole bag and they kind of slip out. So it has to be done in a specific way. And I must have the proper ratio. If I'm going to have a large popcorn, I must get two bags of mochi crunch. If Heidi wants some of my mochi crunch, I will buy her her own bag because the ratio is thrown off. Some of you, the moment you get to the theater, you're already buying your popcorn mochi crunch or whatever you're getting, whatever snacks, and then it's gone before the movie starts. But that's on you. That's how you do it. 
when I wash dishes, I must wash dishes only in hot water. It's the only way I can do dishes. If by any chance there is no hot water, I throw away the dishes. I'm just joking. I don't do that. I'm just saying it's, it, it must be hot water. Uh, I, but I don't like washing difficult dishes. Like regular plates and forks, they're fine. But like oily, greasy, caked on pans, use tin foil. <laughs> just put tin foil on the bag. You know it's going to get crusty and you don't want to soak it. Uh, I also don't like washing difficult dishes like, you know, cake, the circle cake thing. Like if you're a baker, there's a circle pan, there's like a latch, two latches on it, and then there's two things that come apart. It's like, why, why even make disposable cake baking pans? Because it's so hard to clean it. You have to get a scrub brush because you have to get all inside. Some of you don't wash it that good. And so you just, you, you're thinking, I'm going to bake it. It's going to burn in the oven anyway. But that's just me. I, I, I do not like washing tongs. You know the... Yeah, I don't like washing those because sometimes I can cut my finger or I can't get in between the, the thingies. So I, I don't like washing those. When it comes to driving, if, 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 if you're a driver that is driving slower than the minimum speed limit, then all of you go in one lane. Just all slow drivers in one lane. That, to me, that's the safest thing because then if I'm, if I'm driving at a, at a, you know, lower than the speed limit, I will go in the slow lane. If by any chance you are driving same speed as the car next to you and you look behind you and there are 50 million cars, <laughs> slow down and go behind the guy who's going the same speed as you so all the angry people... Can pass, but that's just me. That's just like that's that's just how I like doing things. I'm not saying it's the best way or it's the correct way. It's just how I like doing things. You may do things different. This is what the Bible tells us because we're going to get into the Bible. <laughs> we got to get into the Bible. Proverbs 21:2 tells us this: that every man's way is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. It's it's, it's so God that he knew that we would think our way is the correct way, the right way. We, we, I think when it comes to us trying to do things our way and the correct way according to our eyes, that can also leak into and seep into our walk with God. That we think that this way is the right way. And so we get into arguments because Others don't do things our way. To us, our way is the right way. Now, I'm not talking about simple things like, you know, like the things that I talked about in the way we do things or, or, or how we do things as a family. Or even this afternoon, I asked Heidi, Heidi, do we have any batteries? She said, yes, it's on the shelf. So I went to the shelf. I looked. They're not there. There's the other batteries, double A batteries. I'm looking for triple A batteries. She said, it's on the shelf. I said, it's not there. Then she gives me the look like, you know, every time you tell me it's not there and I have to go and look for it. It's right there. So I had that look and I thought, I said, wait, Heidi, let me go check again. So I go back, I call it Heidi eyes. So I'll go back with Heidi eyes. These are wife eyes, husbands. We need wife eyes. Wife eyes is move things around and look better. That's the wife eyes. So I go back with my Heidi eyes and I start moving things around. And, and I'm like, I win on this one because there is absolutely no batteries. So 
this time I win. And husbands, if we win once, it doesn't matter if we're losing by 5 million points. We win once, we win the whole game. It's like last, last shot wins, last touchdown wins. So I, I'm looking at the whole thing and I'm thinking, finally, Lord, I get to close the year off at least winning one time. And so I'm putting all the things back. As I'm putting it back, I look and the batteries are on the shelf in a different area. So I'm thinking, I can still win. I can still win. So I come back to Heidi. I said, Heidi, I found the battery. She goes, where was it? On the shelf? I said, yes, it was on the shelf. But it wasn't where the batteries were. It was in a different area. Normally, we should put it where all the batteries are. This was her, this was her comeback. I mean, talk about a fourth quarter comeback. She said, well, sometimes the grandchildren move it. I was like, ooh, <laughs> <Whoa>, touche. <laughs> that was like the field goal at the end. Or not hitting the touchdown like by two inches. Sorry, Seahawks fans. That was a, that was a, I'm sorry. That was a, that was a tough one. That was a tough, but you guys are one and one because the field going over time and all that. We, we try to do things our own way. I, I, I want to give you this, and this might cause even more arguments because we, 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 we have our own way of doing things, right? So toilet seat up, toilet seat down, right? There's always a controversy with that. Toilet seat up, toilet paper over, toilet paper under. Make rice with cups, make rice with your hand. You know, you, you always have those <laughs> two things. And the reason why I bring those simple things up is because that's what we argue about. That's, that's what happens in a relationship, in a marriage, we grumble about the little things. You know, before you're married, everything is cute. It's not going to cute you how you make your Simon. <laughs> and then when you, when you get married, it's like, that's not how you make Simon. That's, that's not how you do it. <laughs> because now you're, you're married and now you're with each other forever. So to the newlyweds and whoever else is... Married, you're going to need Jesus in your marriage. You're going to need Jesus. You know, if not, if, 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 if not for the Lord speaking into our lives of, of him weighing our hearts, we wouldn't know who is right and wrong when it comes to life and, and the things that we know of as morality or moral laws. It's God who gives us that foundation and I believe this is why Jesus gives us instructions on how to shine for him. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, he tells us that you are the light of the world, that a city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a, light, uh, light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Then he says this, and this is where we're going to extract from. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father who is in heaven. See, the way God designed you and me with the different gifts that we have, our personality, our character qualities, the attributes that you and I possess, he wants us to use those things for him, like in who he made us to be. He created us as a unique person, as an individual person. And sometimes we try to change people because we want the very best for each other. But God is the master at changing us. So if we're ever going to learn something about shining our lights in such a way, then we're going to learn some things from this scripture. Here's the first thing. Be the best you that God created you to be. 
Just be the best you that God created you to be. You don't have to be somebody else. You be the best you that God created you to be because if you're not, nobody else will. Nobody else can be you. And God created you with such love and passion that he wanted you to be you. That's why he created you. He didn't want you to be someone else. He created them to be them. He created you to be you with the way you are, your unique personality and who you are. But he also says in such a way. So there are some parameters that he wants for us in who he created us to be, to get better. In Psalms chapter 139, verses 13 through 18, which is where we get our mighty marvels, uh, our, our children's ministry scripture from. And it says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. And every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Tonight, many of us will pop fireworks. We're going to spend time with our family or, or go home or whatever we're going to do. When, when the clock strikes 12 and it is January 1st, 2020, God is still there with us. He is still there. He's still faithful. Be the best you that you can be. And, and that's the context of it. It doesn't mean, well, I just act however I want and, and, and people say, hey, man, you know, as a believer, maybe we should change up on that. And you're like, no, nah, God loves me just the way I am. He, what, what God doesn't mean is if I'm, if I'm developing a certain type of attitude towards people and, and people are being uh, kind of thrown off by my Christianity, yet at the same time I'm living my old life and I'm not doing my part, to say, God, make me the best that you see me to be. If I just remain the same, then it does speak to other people that why should they follow God? Because I'm not, I'm not doing anything different. In other words, even though I may be going through some struggles, or because we all will have an attitude from time to time. We'll have a, a, a bad day. We'll, have, we'll get angry. We'll be frustrated. But it's learning from that and saying, God, how can I, how can I be a better me? Can you help me with that? Help me with how I am, my temper or, or my demeanor, or whatever, whatever you want, Lord, to change in me. I'm willing because I know you know what's best for me because you created me. I want to be the best me that you created me to be, not the old me. I want to be the new me that you saved me from or, or the new me that you saved me that you saved me from the old way. I want to I be that new person that you made me to be, which is what 2 Corinthians tells us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The Bible is telling us that the old person has died, has passed away. So sometimes we may feel like, well, I, I, I got to keep up my reputation. You know, my reputation is this is who I am. But God says, no, 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 that, that person, that, that, that old self has died, has died off. This is the new you. So I'm going to make you even greater than where you were, as the Bible says, from glory to glory. The second thing is not just for us to, to become the very best for God and who he created us to be, but let's do good things for God. Let's do good things for God. 
Now, what we don't mean by that is that we do good things to gain God's favor. That's completely different. Because there are some people who think, if I can just do good, then God will love me. If I can just do good, I can get to heaven. No, no, we do good because God saved us. We do good because God did give us his favor. We do good because we have faith in him. So a part of us doing good is because we want to, not because we have to. We do good because of God. That's the other part of the scripture. That Let your line shine in such a way that they may see your good deeds. James chapter 2 verse 18 tells us, now, now someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. In other words, people can recognize us by our faith, maybe by the way we say things or how we conduct ourselves, but they also see it by the good works that we do in whatever way that would be. So let's just say you're, you're a person who, let's just say tonight. I'll use tonight as an example. Tonight you're going to maybe have a dinner or something. And you're the one who always cleans up. You always clean up. And that's just what you love to do. And you'll clean up and everybody is thankful because that's who you are. You, you do those things. And you do it without even grumbling or complaining. Maybe some of us complain or grumble, like, oh, these guys are lazy, they don't even they come out of house, they don't even bring nothing. Like, maybe we say that and we got to deal with that. And then, so those are that category, you do good things already, and, and that's just who you are. And then there are some that don't do anything at all. And maybe you have never recognized it that when you go to a place or to a party and you don't do anything at all, everybody else is cleaning up. And maybe just by some chance, you're thinking, wow, they're so good, they don't even need my help. So that may be going through your mind, but maybe, maybe we could do this. And it doesn't matter how old we are or how young we are, that maybe we could do this. Hey, you know, I never help. What if this year I shock everybody? I shock everybody by doing something. And then ask God, God, what can I do, not for them, what can I do for you? God, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? Now, in our family, you know, or here in Hawaii, you know, as, as we get older, we call them our kupuna. Like they earn the right to sit down and relax. They earn the right. They've been there. They were in the gulches when we were little babies, and they did everything for us. But now they get to relax. They get to enjoy. And they're looking to us and the younger ones to now start to learn how to do things. So tonight... Let that be a point, something tangible, something that we can put into action, that we ask God, God, what can I do for you? Now, you may be in a family that you start helping, and they're like, no, no, no. We good. And you're like, no, 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 I can, I can wash dishes. No, 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 no. <laughs> we saw how you wash dishes. <laughs> you're good. So you may be in a family like that, and if you tried, you tried. At least you tried. But at least find something to do. Maybe pick up rubbish, you know, afterwards. One, you know, firecrackers, whatever. You know, sweep. But, you know, whatever you got to do. Just find something. And if, and if people are saying, no need, no need, no need, that's fine. So long as you do your part. Just saying because some families, they have a specific way of doing things. And you don't want to get into their, you know, normal routine and things like that. And some people are superstitious, but we believe in Jesus. So don't worry about sweeping at night. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. <laughs> it tells us, for we are God's masterpiece. <laughs> This, that's my family too. Filipino, you cannot whistle at night, cut nails, sweep. I'm like, 
I can breathe, Lord. I can breathe. <laughs> no, if you breathe, the string will go in your neck. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, my mom, she make up all kinds. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 tells us that we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that so we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. You know the good things that we get to do? He planned long ago. It's not something that he just conjures up. It's, it's he planned that long ago. So you're, when we do good deeds, we're a part of God's plan. In big ways and small ways, we're part of his plan. And then the last thing the Bible tells us in this scripture, that in all we do, let's glorify God. In all we do. Let's glorify God. Now, it may, it may seem like, well, I tried to, but I mess up from time to time. It's okay because we can still get back up and then glorify God again. Yeah, but I keep messing up. It's okay. You know, when Jesus said that it's not the healthy that need a doctor, but those who are sick, he was talking about people like you and I that fail over and over. He's saying it's okay. You're going you're gonna to go through that from time to time, but keep going because you're still going to be able to glorify me. I'm a perfect father, and we are all imperfect as human beings. But as you do your very best to glorify me, people will see your good works and then glorify me in heaven. That's the last part of that scripture, and glorify your father in heaven. Philippians chapter 1 verse 11 says, May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. That when you and I are saved, there's fruit that comes out of that salvation. There's, there's, there's something that is produced out of that salvation. We don't just receive Jesus and then we're good and we go to heaven. He said, no, no, no. You're going to produce something from your life. Good will come out of it. You're going to glorify God in heaven. Now, how do we do that? What does it look like? Now, whenever you have a, remember, maybe when you feel, you and I feel like we're having a difficult time doing something or that life seems unfair that we're the one who has to do everything and maybe we're the ones who has to ask for forgiveness first or whatever it is, let's focus our thoughts on doing what we're doing for the Lord. Not because of a situation or a, a problem or because of another person, but because of the Lord, that we're doing this for the Lord, not for anybody else. And whenever we have a difficult time with changing or doing something or helping someone, Stop and say, Lord, I, I don't feel like doing this. I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do this because of you. I'm doing this for you. The Bible tells us that he's glorified in that. That we glorify God in that kind of way. So we can be those kinds of people. Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and 24 says, and whatever you do. So it covers everything. Whatever you do. Do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. The Bible is letting us know that it is a privilege to serve Jesus Christ in whatever capacity, in whatever we do, because he did so much for us. He has been faithful through the ages, and he will still be faithful in 2020. That's just who he is. So we can do whatever we need to do to glorify him with all of our heart, that we shine in such a way that we live the best life that God created us to live in such a way that people see our good works, that we would do good deeds for him, do good deeds for God, and that people would see our good works and then glorify God in heaven, like in everything we do.
Let's glorify God. Amen. And put away your notes and we're going to transition outside. And we'll pray in here and then, then we'll go outside. And just to remind you, pick up your children first and then we'll head out there. And then when we light our candles, we'll light, uh, I'll light our candles first for the staff. And then the staff will go out and light. And then you're going to see your candle, if you have your candle. Turn your candle, the non-lit one to the candle that is lit, lest you use the wrong one and it drips the wax. So you don't want to burn someone. And then be careful of other people, uh, their hair, or if you have hair product that is flammable, just watch yourself, okay? We want to be safe, but just to remind you on that, okay? And then just as a disclaimer, uh, the toilet seat should be down. (laughs) If you live in a household with women. Okay, let's pray, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for once again being the light into our life. We do pray for tonight that you would solidify all that we're learning from you. That we would shine in such a way that people would see our good works and then glorify you in heaven. You deserve the very best from us, Lord. So we do thank you for the gift of life. We pray that as we go through with our candlelight service that we would be reminded that you are the light unto the world. That you gave us your light that no longer are we in darkness, and that as we worship you and as we pray together one more time, that as the body of Christ, when we disperse tonight, that you will use us in wherever we're going to be tonight to shine your light. We pray this in Jesus' name, and we all said together, amen.